Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 113 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are featuring this old major um, bacon bourbon. If you like bacon, you've got to join the Marriage on the Rocks speakeasy group to see how to make this awesome bacon drink. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's delicious. I love this. This is one of... This is one of my favorite ones that mm-hmm. you make. Yeah. And yeah, it's awesome. It's there's, really good. Yeah, there's lots of lots of good um, drink recipes and everything on our Marriage on the Rock Speakeasy page. Um, and speaking of, we have a contest going on that's exclusive to our Marriage on the Rock Speakeasy group. And uh, so if you join that, be sure to enter the contest. Yeah. We've, uh, you know, our sponsor in July, one of our sponsors was 1821 Man Made. So we're doing a giveaway um, and we're letting people register the entire month of August. So join the Marriage on the Rocks Speakeasy Facebook page. And then all you have to do is go to our podcast on iTunes. If you don't have iTunes, use your PC, laptop, whatever you got. Go to iTunes, find our podcast, give us a five star rating and leave a quick brief review. And then screenshot that, upload it into the Speakeasy group, and you're entered to win a gift box from 1821 Manmade, as well as a Marriage on the Rocks hat and a Marriage on the Rocks coaster. Yeah, I think that it's a, I think it's a really good giveaway, yeah. and it's good for couples, I think, because mm-hmm. well, one, I mean, I love my Marriage on the Rocks hat, and um, but also, so a woman can wear that, but also if you're wanting to, women can enter the giveaway too it's not just exclusive to dudes yeah because you can enter it and then give your man this awesome smelling stuff from 1821 man-made yep it's good stuff so yeah yeah follow the instructions enter win and we'll announce the winner early september yep Mm -hmm. so this week we are going to be talking about high maintenance partners um i think that i don't know i thought that it was uh i don't even know how we ended up coming up with the idea well, I, Honestly. I, initially, I was thinking about people that I know that I would not want to be in a relationship with. Oh, yeah. And that's what it was like. Well, could we talk about like this aspect of that? And it's like, what about that person would rub me the wrong way? Uh-huh. And then I think that kind of morphed into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. I know. Yeah. So, but before we get dive any deeper into that, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. All right. Any of you that listened to the podcast last week, you may have noticed that it seemed like we were a little hard to hear. Oh, yeah. We don't know what happened. It looks like it's like overly picking up everything. Oh, wow. Okay. So I hope this isn't going to be blowing everybody's ears out. I know. Well, hopefully, maybe it'll be better. Yeah. So, yeah. Should I read it like directly (laughs) in the microphone? No. All right. So this dumbass post of the week is first year of marriage. I love walking. Oh, I'm sorry. I love waking up next to you. Tenth year of your marriage. Next time your snoring keeps me up all night, I'll smother you with this pillow. Yeah, that's a bad marriage. Ten years of misery. Yeah, for real. Right there. Uh-huh. Probably for both of you. I know. Yeah. One of you is sick of hearing the other one snore all night, and the other one is probably tired of being married to that bitch that's threatening to kill you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know, really though. <laughs> okay, yeah. So on to high maintenance partners. Uh, we, so we of course were preparing for the episode and just kind of one thinking of of people that are high maintenance or what kind of qualities those types of people have mm-hmm. and. One thing that when you when you think high maintenance, you I think most people assume that women are yeah. specifically high maintenance. Um, you don't you don't necessarily when you hear that word. I, I think that's just the the automatic. Mm-hmm. But um, but also you think of materialistic type things, right? And I mean those things are. It's very, it is valid. Yeah, it's I mean, not it's, that it's not true. Yeah. They, I mean, we know uh, quite a few women that are high maintenance. And, and even your ex-wife was a high maintenance woman as mm-hmm. well. Um, but we kind of wanted to, you know, kind of talk about what the definition is of high maintenance. Yeah, and I think people, I think some people tend to associate other qualities like neediness mm-hmm. and bitchiness and those type of things to high maintenance. That's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Not that those aren't bad qualities also, but just because someone's needy may not necessarily mean that they're high maintenance. And, I mean, we all know plenty of low-maintenance bitches out there, so that doesn't mean that just because you're a bitch you're high-maintenance either. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that... You kind of have to understand the definition of the high maintenance piece to really, I guess, get where we're coming from with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, there's the the people, not just women, but there's guys and girls that are, you know, have to have the newest things, the mm-hmm. best things, the name brand type stuff, name brand clothing, name brand purse, mm-hmm. name brand shoes, like. The dudes have to have the brand yeah. new Jordans, and, and this stuff. is this is where you see some of that that high maintenance stuff falling onto the guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I I know guys that only want to buy name brand type stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know guys that only want top of the line quality, whatever it is, whether it's you know skincare products or you know they spend you know hundred bucks every couple of weeks to get their hair done. I know. Um, you know, and I, I think we're still kind of in that bubble where it's like, that's, you all, as a guy, you're almost like, well, that's kind of a feminine trait. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to downplay the importance of taking care of yourself. I know. Either. Mm-hmm. And if you've got the resources, why not? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that materialistic edge is really kind of what people tend to focus on. And that, that's where they see it. You see the people that, you know, they they want to be the Joneses that everybody's trying to keep up with. Mm-hmm. So they they have to get, you know, the latest, newest, whatever, the car with all the features mm-hmm. and everything that it does. They have to get, you know, the day that that iPhone comes out. They have to have that because they want all of that stuff. And it may not even necessarily be that person that gets it and shoves it in your face and shows it off because... Just because they don't do that doesn't mean that they're not high maintenance. That's true. Um, you know, some people can be, I guess I would say, low-key high maintenance mm-hmm. to where it's not really in your face. Yeah. But they have to be up to speed on all of that stuff. Yeah, and I think that, I think, yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Like, 
those low-key high-maintenance people, they, you, us on the outside may mm-hmm. not see how high-maintenance they actually are. Yeah. But their partner... Their partner knows. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes the partner may have a struggle with, well, are they... Are they really high maintenance? Because of the traditional thought process that you really have with it, where it's like, well, you know, if, if you're if you're a guy and you're like, well, my wife, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't wear all the name brand clothing. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't always have to get, you know, the newest car. She doesn't, she doesn't have this. But I guess where other things are concerned, she may be high maintenance. It's not necessarily those materialistic things that we can tie to where mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that you the know she brand, she has so. to get that brand new louis vuitton purse mm-hmm. but she has to get the latest greatest whatever fill in the blank that's something else mm-hmm. um and they may i think the guy may be like well, i don't know if i'd really classify her as high maintenance she's she's picky mm-hmm. yeah i know and maybe she's, that's she's, what they she's think. real particular about stuff mm-hmm. or or she likes this and i think another another quality that comes out especially with those materialistic things is a complete lack of patience for yes. getting that stuff. Yes. That's why I say they have to get the latest and greatest That's where true. when they see something that they absolutely want, there is no let's talk about it or maybe next paycheck or let's save up and do that uh-huh. or are we sure that nope, I've got to have it. I've got to have it right now. Yeah. We need to get it at all costs. We got to have this. Yeah, they're very impulsive. Very yeah, very impulsive with stuff. And that's a high maintenance quality that I don't mm-hmm. think people tend to really associate with it. Yeah. But there's a lot of partners that can do those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked a lot about how patience is everything when it comes to making decisions that aren't going to, you know, harm your relationship or finances and things in the long run being impulsive like that those are things that you can look back at and be like geez shouldn't have done that yeah you know i know so yeah i know that's that's a good one actually but um another thing is like having to like get your as a female getting your hair done and your nails done and of course like you said it's like you don't want to, you do, we want you to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think that if you're, when you're, when you're really high maintenance, you're literally going to get your nails done mm-hmm. every other week or have a set schedule with that. And I know that there's a lot of women that, that do that, like, and don't even. My ex did it. They don't even have, and some of them don't even have a lot of money to right, to be to doing do that, that, but they have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high maintenance doesn't have to necessarily be reflective in your wallet, mm-hmm. and that's another you know, misnomer that comes with this: is people think high maintenance people are only those that have money. No, 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 that's not true at all. Yeah, there's plenty of broke ass people there that have what is it? Um, gosh, dang it! What is it? You got like canned tuna budget and caviar taste or whatever it is what's the saying yeah Uh Um, Yeah. and that's that's one of the things that you see are those 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 people and i unfortunately you mostly it is women that you're talking Uh about that they look at some of those purchases as necessities well buying i don't care how much money i have buying the best quality makeup for my skin is a necessity Mm -hmm. and i think you would have that argument too wouldn't well, you? The, 
that you would have to purchase. That I would have to yeah, purchase the, that you, you the would name need, brand? Well, not name brand, but the whatever you invest into your skincare. I don't know. I think that, like... Well, I've tried, I guess, I guess I'm high maintenance, <laughs> but, but like, cause, cause with skincare, I, I feel like there are certain things where, that I think I can skimp on. Okay. But other things I all, um, like you, even like you wouldn't go into, I'm trying to think like, if, if we were on a tighter budget, would you go to Walmart and buy a bottle of white rain to wash your hair with? Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Oh, I would. Okay. Well, I wouldn't buy White Rain. I would buy Tresemme because oh, okay. that's the that's like the best one. That would you buy shampoo from the dollar store? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I say that because I have White Rain there. And by the way, I think White Rain smells good. <laughs> it does. I remember. Well, I remember using that when I was like <laughs> in elementary kid, yeah. school. I used but, to buy it when I was first in the Navy because it was cheap. Yeah. I mean, if if you're on a tight budget, yes, I think by all means, I think that it's okay for. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I would feel bad about spending a lot of money a on lot of money something on like that. that. Okay, um, but I don't think a lot of people do. Uh, I think a lot of people put that as no, this is a necessity. Mm-hmm. I have to have this kind of shampoo. I have to have this kind of skincare. Mm-hmm. And, and so they kind of it's it's not even up for discussion that well no we'll find a way to skip somewhere else. And and you tend to see that with. Some of the other materialistic purchases like, you know, coffee mm-hmm. in the morning. It's way cheaper to buy a Keurig machine and some K-cups and get a portable, disposable, or whatever you want mug to make your coffee with every morning than it is to stop at Starbucks mm-hmm. or even to stop at McDonald's or even stop at the gas station. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain people that are like, nope, I have to have my bucks. <laughs> Right, I know. And they they will not spend money on other things because they have to have that. That is so high maintenance. And that's when I think people confuse with being picky. Uh But if you can't really part ways with that, it is. And and even if you start to, but you bitch and complain about what it was, like this, what kind of coffee is this? This isn't this isn't the Bucks. (laughs) That's funny. You know, whatever. I know. Then it's like, yeah. well, yeah, uh-huh. you high maintenance. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I think that, and I, I think that there's a difference in, in being high maintenance, and investing in something that, like paying for something up front, paying, you know, a, a good chunk of money up front, to where, eventually you'll save in the long run. Right. Like if you, if you wanted. You know, good, really tasting coffee, and needed that espresso or whatever. Buy an espresso, a, a you know, decent espresso maker, and then you will save money in the long run mm-hmm. by making your own. Right. But so many people are like, "Well, I want someone else to make it for me," or, or they, of course, they, they know them by name mm-hmm. at, at Starbucks, at the Bucks, right, and. And they're like, well, yeah, if you're one but, of those, my barista, but my barista. Yeah. If you're one of those people that openly brags on social media about, I went into Starbucks yesterday, and as soon as I walked in, they, they had my coffee waiting. Yeah. Yeah, high maintenance. <laughs> yeah. That's not funny. It's not you cute. Are. Yeah, high maintenance. Yeah. Well, you know what else is funny about even, even the coffee thing is I remember you telling me that your ex 
would have to have her Starbucks all the time. Well, it was a local place. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a local drive-through uh-huh. coffee place in oh, California okay. that oh. she was just had to have. Uh-huh. And then I'm trying to remember what. Once we moved to Colorado, it became the McCafe stuff. Oh, it did? Okay. Because yeah. I thought that you said that she wouldn't even want to do the McCafe stuff. And then when, once you guys got divorced, we saw her with McCafe. Maybe that's what it was. Uh-huh. Maybe it was... Because we saw her at like, baseball may, may, games maybe and stuff. It was, maybe it was the caribou thing then. Yeah, it could have been caribou. Because we had that caribou right oh, by, caribou right so by the house in Aurora. Yeah. Remember? Uh-huh. Yeah, caribou is good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I look, at, I look at those types of things as treats. You know, like... Well, you don't have it every day. Right, yeah. But that, that was her two to three time a day yeah. habit. I mean, that was uh-huh. the thing in California. We had the one local place that we could not leave the fucking house to go do anything without her having to go by there and get this $5 drink, no matter what. And it was a small town, but it was still it was on the opposite side of town. Like... The comp- we were on the last street of the town heading out, and this was on the last street of the town before you hit the military base. Oh. And so when I say on the other side of town, even though it was 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. it would, no matter where we went in that town, we had to go over there and get one. Oh. And if we were out very long, we would have to get two. If we drove to Lancaster, an hour and a half, two hours away to go shopping, we would get one on the way there, and then she would have to have one when we came back. And this is what she would get every day. She would be late to work because she had to have it. She would go there for lunch, and then she'd get one on her way home from work. And the shit thing about it was she never drank them all. They collected three quarters of the way full in her vehicle. Oh, that's even more irritating. Yeah, Yeah, I would be so irritated. And I showed her, Mm -hmm. here's how much money you're spending Mm -hmm. on coffee weekly or daily, weekly, monthly, and annually. We could save enough money to buy a $60,000 vehicle <laughs> Yeah. if you would just quit doing that. Um, so she was very particular in high maintenance with certain things. Her, her overall stuff wasn't, but I mean, she, she, it wasn't that she had to have the name brand clothes. It was she had to have everything from one specific place. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, but she did do the, she always had a standing appointment to get her nails done mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think like, yeah, that, that was, I think it was, it was very specific type of things. Mm-hmm. It, she didn't really care about the nicest car. Mm-hmm. She didn't care about the nicest house. Mm-hmm. She didn't care about the quality of makeup. Mm-hmm. But it was other things. Oh. So it wasn't the whole shebang like you yeah. see with some people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I know that... Because there's one specific story about when you lost your job and all that and how she had to have her... What, winter wardrobe was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fall. Fall, winter. Fall, yeah. And people like that that have to have something, anything. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's... A new wardrobe or, uh, I don't know, the newest video game or something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have it yeah. right now. And then especially when your partner just got laid Let off from off. a job, yeah. you don't have to have it. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. And that is a high maintenance yeah. quality. High maintenance mixed with absolute selfishness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, 
And, and but I think that oh man, what was I? I was going to say something very specific about about what you were how you started that off, and now I can't. It'll come back to me. I can't remember what I was going to say. Yeah, but um, do you need to take a break? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, with I mean with all of with all of the materialistic type things, of course those those are high main high maintenance oh yeah for sure stuff. but also what i think people don't necessarily think about when when we talk about high maintenance stuff is being emotionally high maintenance mm-hmm. and um i think that i think that it's kind of like brushed to the side because people don't really want to to talk about that yeah there, there is a, and I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm seeing it more, more prevalent today, and I don't know if it's just because people are way more, just open about their own personal issues, mm-hmm. and nobody really wants to bottle anything up anymore. <laughs> so I think that there's, there's a positive to that, but depending on your mentality, it, it can be a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody just kind of verbally or through social media vomits out what they're feeling about everything and how emotionally unstable they are and what battles they're having that they feel that they want to share with everybody. And so I, I, I say that I think it's more prevalent just because people don't seem to, people tend to overshare those things. I feel my, my opinion is people tend to overshare these private issues that they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, I, and I think that there, I think that there's a group of people that overshare with the intent of making other people feel comfortable about feeling those feelings as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a minority group when compared to the people that overshare for attention. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell who's doing what. I know. <laughs> I can't tell. Like, well, are are you sharing this because you, I mean, if you well, I'm I'm very embarrassed to share this story, but if I share it and it helps one person, then. I feel good. Well, is that really what you're trying to do? Because if you are, that's that's fine. But then there's certain people I do know that aren't trying to. Do, they may paint it that way, mm-hmm. but they really are doing it for likes and attention and comments and yeah, and reaches out. So uh, there there's so much emotional instability nowadays mm-hmm. that I'm just seeing it more and more. And that's really kind of where this episode came from mm-hmm. was the conversation that we were having around. Really just, I'm so glad you're not like this mm-hmm. um, because I can, I'm very emotionally supportive when it comes to the, the, the challenges in life that we may face that would emotionally drain you. Mm-hmm. But for us and for you and for me, those are temporary things. Yeah. And... I know that I couldn't handle being with someone. I, I would be considered emotionally unavailable to someone that was completely emotionally high maintenance, mm-hmm. that constantly needed. I mean, I compliment you. I I tell you when you do good. I tell you when when you well, you always look good, but when you look extra good or whatever, <laughs> I'm always complimenting you. So yeah. it's not that something bad has. I don't compliment you for the sake of 
Well, I know she's very emotionally weak and unstable, so I need to make sure I pay her compliments so she can get through the day. Mm -hmm. That's not why I do it. But if I had to do it that way, to me, that would be draining. Mm -hmm. To where, and that would be where we would be adding a factor to what we say we you shouldn't have in a relationship where it shouldn't take hard work. Yeah, that would be so much effort uh-huh. to maintain the level of happiness that's so hard for someone that's emotionally unstable to reach. Right. That as a partner with someone like that, I would be absolutely miserable. Oh, I know, I know. Well, I know. I think about that and. It would be like just constantly having to reassure someone that mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay. And it wouldn't feel um, natural and it wouldn't feel like something that like you genuinely want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you you wouldn't... You would feel like you have to do it, not that you wanted to do it. Someone and like, like me with would. you. Well, I know. I guess that's true. Because there's, there's not everybody. And I think that's kind and of And not where, everyone is like us. Yeah, not everybody is like that. Some mm-hmm. people want to be in that situation. We've talked on here before about those people that want to be the fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. You want to be the Florence Nightingale that's always taking care of someone. So having that emotionally draining, emotionally high-maintenance partner may be up your alley because that's, that's how you feel... You're contributing in a relationship as you're their you're their spine and you're their backbone and and you're their cheerleader or whatever other corny phrase you want to put in there mm-hmm. and maybe that works for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're as happy as you could be. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, I know, of, no. But yeah, for for but, me, when uh-huh. you say that that would feel like work and yeah, that for me it would. Well, and someone do you like think, me. I mean, I guess you're right. I I, I guess it is like. For it, it would be for you, and I, I just think that I'm thinking most people would feel the same way that you are. You feel though, they'd be afraid to say it though, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I guess that's one thing that we that we do is we say things that other people are thinking or afraid to say out loud, mm-hmm. and they don't want to admit to. And so, you might be even saying right now, like, well, no, that's not, no, I love my partner, and I love taking care of them. And maybe you do, but maybe there's something in the back of your head thinking. But but I, I guess that that's where it's, who <laughs> who's more, I say messed up, and I, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but even looking at that scenario, and you ask, if somebody's like, yeah, my my person my my partner really needs a lot of emotional support from me. They constantly need words of affirmation and they constantly need me to support them. And I enjoy that. I really like that. So the question would be, I would ask the question, would you be happier if they weren't like that? Mm-hmm. And if you say yes, then you're admitting that okay, we're right. Mm-hmm. And if you say no, what does that really say about you? I know. That no, I I wouldn't want my partner to be emotionally stable because then i wouldn't have anything to fix yeah so you you can't have one or the other i mean you uh, i would think when push comes to stuff why shove why wouldn't you want your partner to be emotionally emotionally stable stable? yeah i know and that's what you should want so if that is what you want i'm right (laughs) yeah and if that's not what you want you're kind of fucked up it is i think it's very fucked up 
Jeez. But I think people tend to look at it the same way they do other situations where they feel like they don't have any choice. Uh-huh. Like when people say, oh, if I could do it all over again, I would have had my kids later in life. I mean, they're the best thing that ever happened to me. I wouldn't want to change a thing, even though you just said, if you could do it again, you would change something. Yeah. But then you say, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that same thing where people feel guilty about telling their truth. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But they they feel guilty about saying those statements. And and I just don't think people should feel guilty. I mean, we've been on here. We've talked on here before about your opinions and your feelings are yours. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to have them. You're allowed to look at a situation and be like, man, this could be better if this happened. And I'm not saying that you want to vocalize every single one of those to your partner. But it's okay to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I think that... That, that's where kind of the personal conflict that someone has really comes into play as far as, you know, what the longevity of putting up with something like that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we, are we going to see couples celebrating their, you know, 50th, 60th, 75th wedding anniversary where one was completely emotionally unstable mm-hmm. the whole time? Yeah. I mean, are people really... Because that's really not something that we... We have seen before because it is kind of, I don't want to say it's a new trend, but it is something that you're, like I said, you're seeing more of. I mean, I don't, I I doubt that people right now that are, you know, in nursing homes are remembering how emotionally unstable their partner was. Even if they were, I just don't think it was as prevalent as it is now. Yeah. I know that's true, and I mean, it's, I wonder why. Like, what? I wonder what happened and what changed. Raised to... a generation of fucking pussies. Because <laughs> it, it it's weird. You don't. I don't see like my grandparents being emotionally unstable. I see my grandparents as being emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Oh yeah. But not unstable. Uh huh. I mean, my, my grandmother or grandfather didn't have to talk each other off the brink every day. Yeah. Um, Maybe they yelled at each other. Yeah. But I'm not saying they did things better. <laughs> right. It no, was still a horribly dysfunctional yeah, it marriage. Wasn't good. <laughs> I know. But I, I, I just don't think we've seen that in that generation. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's why I said my question is, are, we gonna, are these people that are in these relationships now, are they, does something like that have the legs and the ability to make it Mm -hmm. that far or is one partner going to get so run down and dragged down and burned out that they just can't take it anymore yeah i know well yeah and and we we see people be um you deal with emotionally or um, people emotionally drain you Mm -hmm. anyway you deal with people that can emotionally drain you anyway and most people don't want to deal with those people anyway. Right. And, I mean, at least I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I would come home from work and be like, fuck. Like, what the fuck? This person <laughs> is just so draining. Mm-hmm. And they're just so awful just being around them. And, and they're just so unhappy with everything. And and that's and that's where the blues and the downer side and even even if you want to push as far as depression, I think is contagious. Mm-hmm. And when you're the sounding board for the person that does nothing but talk about how awful they have it and how horrible they feel and the horrible thoughts they have and all that, 
it just it does drain you it mm-hmm. zaps you and and you start to feel their pain to the point that now it's negatively affecting your happiness mm-hmm. and that doesn't even have to to your point it doesn't even have to be your partner mm-hmm. it can be a coworker it can be a friend it can be somebody who just wants to unload on you yeah and i i've sat through people telling me all of their problems things like that and at the end of it i'm like i don't even have any advice to give because i'm i feel like beat down yeah yourself just from listening to their shit life uh-huh. um and that's for people to actually have it bad i'm not talking about people who think they have it bad well no but even even people that think they have it bad and try to spew their whole life story to you. Mm-hmm. And you just think, oh my gosh, that that sucks that you feel so miserable. Right. That your life, is, you feel that your life is that bad and you have to complain about every little thing. Mm-hmm. And then e- even that is draining to me. Right. And, um, but... My point is most of us know that feeling. Most mm-hmm. of us have dealt with those kind of people. Right. And but imagine being with a partner yeah, like married that. Married to someone like yeah, that. Yeah, every single yeah. day. That would be so awful. I would I would hate it anyway. Well, and I think that that's where you have to be that partner that is willing to accept that role. And responsibility mm-hmm. and then really kind of monitor your own well-being because you are putting yourselves in the position to kind of take on that burden as well you're sharing that burden with your partner so they don't feel so overwhelmed but then it can have the reverse effect on you and if you're an emotionally stable person and your partner's not if their emotional instability starts to rub off on you what does that now happen to the unit mm-hmm. um and that's you know, I think people tend to kind of put that, you know, I'm I'm there for you when you're weak and, and I can be strong for you. And, and I think that that is a good representation of that give and take in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, one partner tends to be the one with the burden all the time mm-hmm. and the other doesn't. And, and, you know, I think that that's where it kind of gets... It gets overly draining to the point you just can't take it anymore. And so, if you're the partner that's with someone that is like that, that's you know that's that's kind of the lot in life that you've chosen, and and you 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 can't really back away from it, and you don't want to back away from it. So you just have to acknowledge and be ready and willing that you're going to share some of this pain and responsibility with this partner mm-hmm. or with your partner. Yeah, I know. So, is it still recording? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I'm gonna back up a little bit to to the um, to the high maintenance like uh-huh. um, not like the qualities. Well, or? no. It, it, I guess uh, the non-emotional stuff. Yeah, the non-emotional okay. stuff. So I, when I was preparing for the episode, I came across this article, and I don't remember what it. Uh, it was something like how to know that you're the a high maintenance woman. Oh, okay. And um, <clears throat> and it it said something that that kind of stuck with me about about women feeling like they are too good for their partner. Mm-hmm. 
And and even a, I think that even a a dude can yeah a guy can, can feel that, feel for that sure. way too. Yeah. We've seen that. Yeah, but I th- th- it really stuck out because I was like, man, that is that's really fucked up. To and and, and what and, and what it said was, uh, to that you may not want to you may want to brush it off and not admit that you're mm-hmm. thinking that, but you've definitely but it has crossed thought your mind. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just think about people and I think that <laughs> that's, I think that it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a red flag. I know that there's some people that, that do think that they're too good for their partner and are, are. not. <laughs> are, well, <laughs> well, I was going to say, and they are, there's some that are not, yeah. but then there's some that they are right. They uh-huh. are too good for their partner. Uh huh. But I guess there's a fine line to um dis- distinguish which like if you are too good for your partner well and i think that this is where because we basically kind of came to this assumption on a another recent podcast um that somebody else did and we we've had people contact us and talk about this as well where and it's been women mm-hmm. it hasn't been men it's been women that have came to the assum- the conclusion that they're too good for their partner and it's only based on looks. Mm-hmm. It's not based on anything else. So it's only based on looks. And then as you start to have the conversation, you ask them more questions or they voluntarily reveal more information, every single time you find out this was something that they acknowledged when they were dating. Mm-hmm. And when they made that pros and cons list... Good looks from that guy, or nice body, or nice teeth, or dick size, or whatever, was not in the pro column. Mm -hmm. It was in the con column, but being nice, being sweet, being attentive was. And they really felt that those qualities were going to be enough for them to stay attracted and sexually attracted to their partner. Mm -hmm. And lo and Fucking behold, it's not enough. No. Well, I know. And, and it's like going back to our deal breakers mm-hmm. episode. Those types of things should have been deal breakers at that moment. But they don't because they feel they're shallow deal breakers. Exactly. And that's why we talked about that uh-huh. on those episodes. of Once again, we don't believe there's anything too shallow to break off a date, a dating relationship. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that could be up for debate. But... Well, the stuff we discussed, we felt like, yeah, it may be outlandish. It may seem shallow to the people, but you're the one that has to live this person. If you don't like this, if you don't like their height, if you don't like their hair color, if you don't like the fact that they don't have hair, if you don't like the fact that they have nine fingers instead of ten, you know, whatever it is, you're allowed, once again, to have that opinion. Mm -hmm. But that's what we are seeing now are these, like I said, so far it's been women Mm -hmm. that we've seen go through this. Where it's just like, you know what, I'm, this is a deal breaker at this point, and I've sucked it up, and I just can't keep moving forward with this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, so, yes, there is people yeah. that that you are better, or, the, I, I don't know, I mean, I've known people and that I've even said that, yeah, they completely are way too good for, mm-hmm. for their partner, and... And I think that, I think a lot of, I guess a lot of it was probably looks too. Well, and, and I know and that's superficial. It, but. it is superficial, but I think that when you look at couples that 
when you say, oh, they complement one another, that that's really, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, that couple is really good looking. And I, there's not like a, <laughs> a nice way to say this, but it doesn't have to necessarily be tied to looks. It it can be, oh, look at that couple. Aww. They they fit perfect together. Oh, bless their heart. Hopefully they have good looking kids. Yeah. <laughs> But they are a good match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they totally. do complement one another. Yes, and so for that's, sure. that doesn't necessarily have to be tied with, oh, that's a super hot, sexy couple. Yeah. Um, but that you do see once where it's like, what the hell is he doing with her? What the right. hell is she doing with him? Uh-huh. And when you ask that, you're immediately, well, you, you don't know what they're like on the inside. Well, and what we're seeing now, and what I think data is going to show... <laughs> is we were right to ask that question. Yeah. Because they felt so guilty about trying to not end a relationship based on looks and sexual attraction that they don't want to spend the rest of their lives with that partner even after they've married him and had kids with them. Yeah, I know. Because that's what we're seeing. I mean, that one other couple, mm-hmm. they've got you know a couple of kids together. She blatantly and openly is not sexually attracted yeah. to, that, to that guy. And... Now they're struggling, mm-hmm. and they're trying to stay married, but we can tell from what she's saying, no. Yeah, yeah. She didn't want to be. That's awful. That is just <laughs> really, really bad. But um, but I think that, that there's those other people that, that also, they just, they think that they're too good for their partner, and you're just not. And they're not, yeah. Why, why do you think that? What do you have? That, what had, do you bring to the table? We've had those people reach out as well. Yes. And that's so irritating because, and those are the type of people that when they reach out, they are, they think that they've done everything right. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, what have you been doing though? Yeah. You know, we don't know the, the, They're other, the other person's side of the story. Right. And we, you know, the, <laughs> Sometimes it's sometimes it's hard for for us to refrain from from saying or asking that direct question though. Like yeah. cuz we'll we'll ask What's so great about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll kind of um ask around it. Uh-huh. And and really, I mean ask the question, but um and and when we do ask the question, these people are usually like Borderline well, defensive. Yeah, and uh, oh, I I've done everything right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, obviously not because something's still wrong. Right. And it's not just your partner. And if you do really truly believe that you've done everything right, and it's one hundred percent your partner's fault, why the fuck are you still married to him? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that is. So, I think that's the biggest. Thing. Yeah. If yeah. you really or truly believe, well, I'm the perfect partner in every way, shape, or form. They are going to be miserable no matter what. Get divorced. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no happy ending to that. Mm-hmm. There is no working out because you're, you have put yourself on a pedestal so high up, your partner isn't going to be able to catch you. Mm-hmm. And so, just leave. <laughs> but so with with the whole with the whole question or not question, but with the with that statement of you, if you think that you're better than your partner, you might be high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I think that it holds true even, even Whether it's if, true or not. Yeah, yeah. kind of, you mm-hmm. know, like, cause I don't, even some of the people that, <laughs> that have reached out about that type of stuff, 
it does seem like they oh they're still high maintenance yeah and usually emotionally uh huh yeah exactly and that's where it ties in they and but they don't realize that they're so emotionally high maintenance they think they're not materialistic high maintenance mm-hmm. so they think well I'm not high maintenance mm-hmm. but you have a lot of emotional needs that your partner's not tending to because it's a full time job mm-hmm. and. That's where you start to label them as they don't care about you, and but you care about them, and you're you're treating your emotionally unavailable partner the way that your constant need for emotional attention wants to be treated, and like I wouldn't want to be treated that way Mm-mm. if I couldn't handle that. I'm you know I've I've been very vocal, especially in my personal stuff lately about this whole self affirmation bullshit. I could not be around that in a partner. I wouldn't need you telling me those things to help me get out of bed and get on with my day mm-hmm. um, to make it through. I would just be like, shut up. Yeah. I don't, what are you doing? That's, I ain't that weak. I know. And and it would just irritate me. Yeah. And so. Well, and I think that it would irritate me too if like. To have to do that. <laughs> well, that if you oh. were like, well, yeah, if you were doing that with yourself. Hey, I just want to let you know, you're going to kick today's ass. Yeah. And, th- and then telling me that. Yeah. I'd be like. Really, Seth? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Right? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I guess that's just that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if that's the... Well, and that's why people that have that train of thought need to be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. You yeah. look weird as shit to us, but <laughs> better with each other than somebody like us. Right. I know. Because yeah. I'm not emotionally available enough to deal with that bullshit. Uh-huh. You know? Well, and that's why we are together. That's yeah. why we complement each other with with all of the different aspects of our life and and our relationship. And even even if I mean, I know that you joke with me and, and you're like, You're high maintenance <laughs> And I could be high maintenance with stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. But with the things that I am high maintenance with you are okay with that. Yeah. What do you think you're high maintenance with, though? Um, I think I'm I'm sexually high sexually maintenance. Sexually high maintenance? Mm-hmm. That's not an issue, though. But you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're okay with that. If and you have to be with a partner that. Yeah. So is okay if. With that. If, like, okay, say that, that couple. Mm-hmm. If, you know, he is sexually high maintenance and she is like, she's. Like, no, I don't want to have sex with you. See, I, I, I don't think he's sexually high maintenance. I think he's horribly unattractive, and she's not sexually attracted yeah, to him. I know. I think that's what it he's is. Not, I don't think he's sexually high maintenance. I think that, you know, if you've got that typical couple where, and usually, it, and that, that's the funny thing about, about our situation, is most of the time it's the guy, and it's not that I'm, <laughs> that I'm not... Um, sexually high maintenance it's just you're one of the rare breeds of women Mm -hmm. that has a high sex drive a lot of women don't Mm -hmm. but we've said it on here before we're kind of seeing a shift in that yeah we are where women's sex drive are are, it seems like they're tending to get more than men Mm -hmm. um but for whatever reason stereotypically still you see the guy that's like want to have sex want to have sex and she's like no no Mm -hmm. Is, is is he sexually high maintenance or is it you know this this horrible game of cat and mouse mm-hmm. where 
He's not getting any sex at all, so he appears to be sexually high maintenance. Yeah, I know. Are that's you are you having sex well, three to four times where... a week, and your partner's like, no, it's got to be seven. <laughs> yeah, that's where it becomes like the woman will think he's needy mm-hmm. too, and then in with that she thinks that being needy is being high maintenance, high maintenance. Yeah. when she's not meeting any of his needs. Right, and so any need he has comes off as needy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know, but I think that with like like what you said before, dealing with a high high maintenance partner, you have to be okay with the type of high maintenance that they need, mm-hmm. and to you know to I don't know we were think I was thinking about it and like you know with the with the love languages and stuff like that, you and I and you even bringing up the um what's it called the fixer upper type type person you know you have to be if you want to be with an emotional an emotionally high maintenance partner you have to be the one type of partner that is a caretaker Mm -hmm. and wants to to i don't know you know i mean it's good to love and support your partner but it's different. It's a different way of loving and supporting your partner. It's, it's a it, it's it's got to be a more proactive effort, constant effort to be with someone like that. And mm-hmm. so you you're gonna have to work. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to work. It's it's not gonna come easy. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna be work. And I think that some people kind of get in that routine where they don't realize it's work, but it is. Yeah. Because if you took that emotional issues away, you would realize how seamless so many other things were. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I think that that that's where it, it uh, you know it, that's where I think it can it can start just really draining the person. Mm-hmm. And I think that with an um, not an emotionally uh, a materialistic high maintenance type partner, one you have to make a well you know maybe you don't have to make a lot of money, but you probably should. You ain't gonna save any money, that's yeah. for sure. And you gotta pre- be prepared to probably go into debt if you're not making a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, for this partner. and But you have to, maybe you have to like those those fancy things in life. Well, and I think that that's where, you know, one of the things that we, we had seen when we were kind of researching was they talked about something simple like a date night, where really date night has to be this big production. Mm-hmm. So if, if, you're, if you're that type of, of couple or person or whatever where, date night always has to be well we got we got to make sure we get a selfie of us on date night mm-hmm. we got to make sure that we we get this kind of food or this kind of table and we gotta you know it, everything has to be a production it mm-hmm. can't just be you have to look picture perfect yeah too. it can't be smooth or easy going it's mm-hmm. got to be there's you you seek this level of validation from others and i think that that's where some people try to almost falsify what they're doing to come off and look non-high maintenance and more noble but it really is this this seeking of this validation which is a high maintenance quality mm-hmm. that somebody has and i think most of those are kind of driven more emotionally from people but um you know, i think when you look at the materialist you look emotionally one of them is going to drain your wallet and the other one's going to drain you <laughs> yeah I know. so uh, you know i think that you as we've said to be the person in that relationship, you just have to be ready and willing to 
handle those situations. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> it was funny when when we were preparing for the episode, we were like, well, what is the solution? Yeah. Because initially, it's like, you know, of course, we can continue to to talk shit and say how bad a high-maintenance partner is, even though we could tend to be high-maintenance. Like... There has to be some kind of a solution, but the solution is to that you have to be prepared to be the right partner for that mm-hmm. type of partner, yep. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that are high maintenance try to justify it mm-hmm. um, with statements like, is it so bad to want nice things? I know. If we've got the money, why not? And yeah. so they, they try to find ways to justify it. Or, That's true. You knew I was like this when we met. <laughs> yeah. And and that is a true statement. You uh-huh. you're you're not gonna you can't take somebody that's emotionally high maintenance and be like, Hey, knock it off. Mm-hmm. And you same you can't do the same thing for someone that is materialistically high maintenance. Yeah. Hey, knock it off. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Ugh. And so you have to be willing to take on that burden. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I know. I don't. I don't think I have really anything else to add. Do you? No, uh, not really. I mean, I think that it's, yeah, it's it's just something that people deal with. I think that, you know, we tend to get guys that when they talk about their wives, they say, "Well, she's very high maintenance," mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't really elaborate. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Well, with what?" Well, because you know, some guys would be like, "Well, I mean, geez, I had to stop at Reesers and get deli meat. She didn't want Vienna sausages. I mean, she's high maintenance." You know, so it can be a relative term. Right, and you're like, okay. So it's like, well, what, what's well, high maintenance to you? I sausages either. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I think that sometimes guys can overly mislabel someone as high maintenance who, they're not high maintenance. They deserve what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have a right to be disappointed in your half-ass effort to do something for them. Mm-hmm. And it comes off as high maintenance. Yeah. And it's not high maintenance. You're just an inconsiderate asshole. Yeah. I know. Or bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it was a, a good, I think it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, needed to talk about it. I thought yep. it was good. But as always, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Join our Marriage on the Rock Speakeasy page. Um and enter the giveaway Mm -hmm. don't forget to rate and review us and we will talk to you next week thanks